Hello and welcome to the Body Acceptance Podcast. This podcast is for women who struggle to love and sometimes even like their bodies and who want to build a more loving relationship with themselves through experiencing more joy, pleasure, and confidence. Each week we'll cover topics ranging from body image, intuitive eating, self-love, and so much more. If you're ready to learn practical tips and tools for loving the skin you're in, then you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Body Acceptance Podcast. If you are a first-time listener, welcome. I am so glad that you're here. And if you are a repeat listener, welcome back. I'm so glad that you enjoyed the podcast enough to come back again. And for those who've been longtime supporters, also thank you so much. Um, I love hearing from you guys and knowing what you got out of the episode and just hearing your thoughts. So whatever part of the spectrum you're on as a listener, I would so appreciate if you would do me a favor and screenshot that you are listening to the episode. So just take a screenshot of your phone right now and post on your stories and tag me so that I can give you a shout out and so that I can get an idea of who is listening and yeah, maybe get in some conversations with you so I know what you might be going through personally and that way I can personalize the podcast topics for you. I do that actually pretty often for people who do reach out. Next week, I'm going to be talking about supporting your kids and becoming naturally intuitive eaters because I've heard from a few people now that they are curious about that one. So that came from having conversations around the podcast. So come chat with me on Instagram at Lauren N N at Lauren M Kendrick. And yeah, we'll get into it. So this week I want to talk about something that it's a, it's a conversation that's been on my mind for a long time, but first of all, I didn't know how to voice it, how to put it into words. Like it took me a while to even understand what I was feeling in the first place. And then I, I believe what helped me voice what I was feeling is that I saw someone post something about it on Instagram, like something similar. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's what I've been feeling. But then like admitting this to myself was hard enough. And now then coming out and admitting it to you is going to be even harder, which again is why I've been putting this off for a while. But as most things that are difficult to talk about, I feel called to, and I feel that it's important because I know that I can't be the only one going through this. And I already do know I'm not the only one because like I said, I had seen someone post it on Instagram, but I wanted to bring it up to you. Um, and again, it, it just feels, it feels kind of weird to talk about this. And maybe if you have felt it, it's been hard for you to talk about too, because it feels a little bit self-indulgent and a little bit conceited. And you'll know what I'm talking about as I go further into the episode. But I just wanted to start with that intro and like caveat to this, the, I guess, complexities of having this conversation. Um, 
And this week, uh, I really on this episode, I really want to focus more on you know sometimes during these episodes, I'm the I'm the one teaching or I'm coaching or I'm educating you on something. For this week, I really want it to feel as if you and I are hanging out. We're sitting on my couch, maybe with a glass of wine or whatever your preferred drink is. If you don't drink alcohol, totally fine. I'll make you a mocktail or just a nice cup of tea. But I just want you to imagine as if we're sitting across from each other on my cozy little couch, just chatting about something that we're both going through together. So I don't feel that I am the expert on this topic at all. And I honestly don't have a well thought out solution to bring to this conversation because I'm still in the depths of it myself and really figuring out where I'm going with it. Um, I recently had a breakthrough conversation with Jason about it, which I'll talk more about later in the episode, but I'm still in the throes of things. And I think sometimes that can be helpful to share these moments with you so you can see that like, hey, you know, you're not the only one going through it, but also we can like walk through it together. I think it's one thing to feel that like, oh, someone has it all figured out or they have they've already gone through it and you can't really see where they're coming from well you'll definitely (laughs) see where i'm coming from so let's chat okay first of all um if you didn't read the description or the the topic in the title we're talking about losing your hot status after weight gain or feeling less attractive after weight gain or receiving less compliments after you've gained weight and um So this comes from the fact that we are such an appearance-driven culture, which means that so much of our desire for weight loss and thinness comes from wanting to be perceived as hot or beautiful or desirable or getting attention. And I know for me, that's probably the hardest, like the last piece of me not being so focused on weight and weight loss. That's the one peace that continues to haunt me is that you know from a young age i i think starting in my teens after i had first lost weight when i put myself on my first diet at like 14 or 15 i started to get a lot of comments on my appearance and i started to hear things like oh you have such sex appeal and wow you're so beautiful and those comments continued and continued as long as i kept as long as i stayed thin now i'm gonna i'm gonna just say i actually still do get a lot of comments from friends and people close to me telling me that i'm beautiful but i know that those comments and compliments come from them knowing who I am as a whole person and loving who that is, which really, if you think about it, is so much more important than shallow comments and compliments from strangers, and it means so much more. And I'm aware of that. I remind myself often that the people that really love me, like Jason finds me so attractive, my friends find me so attractive, and again, because of the whole person that I am and not because of any look. No matter how much weight I've gained or lost, they have felt that way about me. So I, again, started from a young age, was conditioned to 
see it to notice the fact that I got more attention when I was thinner. So I actually share all about this in my body acceptance book that's out for pre-order on Amazon right now. And shameless little plug there. Um, and I talk about the fact that when I was in elementary school, starting from that age, I had a lot of like blonde, skinny friends, which first of all, I chased after those friends because my sister was blonde and skinny and popular and she often talked about that and um and kind of i guess flaunted her friends around me and i wanted that same status i wanted to feel the same way so i chased after these girls who honestly they ditched me for like weeks and by ditch i don't know if you've ever experienced this but in the elementary school playground ditch means that they literally run away from you but i had seen these girls i'm like oh they're pretty they seem to have it together like i want to get to know them and because i wasn't conventionally cute when i was younger um i like wore the same clothes i didn't really know how to style my hair do my makeup and i was also chubby uh these girls didn't want anything to do with me upon first glance so they would literally run away from me and ditch me until finally they not only realized that I wasn't going to give up, but also that I was a kind, loving, fun person to be around, but they didn't give me the time of day to start because of how I looked on the outside. So that was like one of the first indicators that I felt that in order to fit in, I needed to be skinny and attractive. I don't know if you can hear that thunder. Do you hear it? We've had the craziest thunderstorms over here in Okinawa for like the past few days and last night it seriously sounded like gunshots but anyway that was thunder so not only did then like I was able to get acceptance from this group of girls and but then boys did not want to talk to me and they but they were into my friends they were into my sister and so I started to believe that like, okay, if I looked differently, then I would be accepted. And I carried that on until, like I said, I put myself on my first diet. I lost about, uh, I don't know, I lost a significant amount of weight. And so it was noticeable so that when I came back to school after what summer break, we all dream about that moment. You know, we walk in with our new clothes and our new look. Well, that really was me. In middle school, I think my freshman year, I want to say, and that was middle school for me. Freshman's not high school over in Gardnerville, Nevada. But anyway, um, so I, wa I walk in and all of a sudden, like guys who previously ignored me were interested in me. People were so much nicer to me. My Even my siblings were nicer to me. Family members were nice to me. There is a clear bias that when you look a certain way on the outside, people accept you more. And so when you're surrounded by that bias and you're constantly reminded of it, how do you get through that? How do you choose to be okay with yourself even when not everybody around you is? That's been my personal biggest struggle when it comes to learning to accept my body and support my body in being her healthiest weight, which is not the weight that is conventionally, again, desirable or the, the weight that I want it to be. 
And so being there now and having this healthy relationship to food and my body and exercise and choosing to really care for myself on a deeper level than I ever did before comes with the side effect of weight gain comes with me suddenly not being conventionally desirable to people. And that's really hard because I still hold on to those past beliefs of, well, now I'm not lovable. Now I'm not enough or worthy enough. And so here I am as an adult and I still am feeling that I want to be desirable. And even as a married woman, and this is what I talked to this weekend with Jason, like I had to finally speak these words out loud so that I could go through the process of like understanding, first of all, what thoughts am I having? What are they, what beliefs are they leading to? And how are these beliefs driving my behavior? And again, embarrassing to say, but I'm just going to share it, the unfiltered truth to you. And this is what I told Jason. I want people to think that I'm hot. Here I am walking around base when there's like a bunch of military dudes who, by the way, I don't even really see because we're still on such tight COVID restrictions, but I want to go around. I want people to look at me and think like, wow, she's hot. Oh, Jason is so lucky. And I want them to think that I'm hot. Why? So that they'll want to have sex with me. Why do I want them to want to have sex with me? Do I want to have sex with them? No, but it's like a weird form of almost like power that I want to hold over people. And, and maybe, you know, you see this with celebrities, celebrities are like really high profile, like beautiful. Like remember when Megan Fox was a big thing. I remember in high school before I knew who she was, people started comparing me to her and I had to look her up. And from then on, it was like, oh, you now it's like, oh, I look like Megan Fox, this like this girl who has so much sex appeal and everyone wants to like bang her and stuff like that. Sorry for that word, (laughs) but that's how I feel. And um, and so here I am, like now feeling the need to keep up this persona of being the hot girl or like the sexy girl or whatever. And so do I actually really want people to want to have sex with me? Like, no. But again, it comes from the belief that like, if they did, then I would be worthy enough. And, um, or I would like, like I said, hold some kind of power. I don't know why I want that power. I'm still trying to figure it out, but these are where my thoughts are right now. So again, it goes into thoughts. I want people to think I'm hot belief because if they did it would mean that I'm worthy enough and now how is this belief driving my behavior I feel like I'm not comfortable enough to always be myself and I believe that this is where a lot of social anxiety comes from for me um and a lot of like not wanting to go out in public if I'm not wearing makeup or if I don't look my best because then I'm afraid of like people judging me. And so I become a prisoner in my own body. I constantly try to filter my movements, my angles, my facial expressions so that I can look attractive. And I'm afraid to look dorky or stupid in front of people that I don't really know because then God forbid they might think I'm not attractive. And I remember back when I was stationed in England, I had a friend who would go to yoga class with me and 
even in fitness classes, I watch myself in the mirror and I make sure that my clothes are um, like covering any rolls and things like that. So I'm like constantly adjusting. And she commented on the fact that I do that and not in a negative or like hurtful way. She just brought it up like, oh, Lauren always has like the perfect angles or whatever. And, um, and I do, and I still think about her saying that years later because I am still caught in that cycle. And it's, again, embarrassing to admit all of this, that I'm still going through this, but it's the truth. And I am honestly exhausting myself by doing this. I'm sick of my own shit, in other words. Like, I just want the freedom to just... I don't know, I be ugly. Is it even really ugly? Like it's so, and this is something that Jason said to me this weekend too. It is so subjective. Attractiveness and attraction are so subjective. Yes, we have the gold standard that's set by what we see in the media or on social media or things, but again, that's all just a social construct. It doesn't mean anything. And so here I am trapped in my body, not really fully being the expressive person that I know that I am. And for what? I'm giving all of that up for what? And that's the point that I'm at right now is how frustrated that I am about that. And so where is this coming from now? And why is it affecting me? Because here I am in this new place and starting over and I feel like, oh, I'm the or I'm the new kid in school so now is my chance to like prove myself and I feel honestly since I've been here like I genuinely feel invisible here on this base and that's also weird because when I was like in my prime over at Lake and Heath when I actually was in the Air Force over in England excuse me um I got a lot of attention on base and so I don't know, I'm like 31 now and all of a sudden the attention has stopped and I am attention starved, which is, um, yeah, it's, it's, it is so self-absorbed for me to be thinking this right now. So I used to, like I said, get a lot of compliments and comments about how, about my body and how hot I was. This was especially true up to the point where um, if you know me and you've been listening to the podcast or following me for a while, then you know that from like 22 to 25, I went through this bodybuilding phase where I got really thin and really fit and still didn't feel like I was enough. And that's what brought me to where I am today was, you know, I, I realized that it wasn't worth it. So now that I've gained a significant amount of weight, and I'm no longer considered be, to be in the desirable quote unquote range for most men, let's be real. I don't get it. Like, so it's not about like, how do I say this? It's not about women finding me attractive. I, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of women find me attractive, but for men, I want to be desirable to men. And again, I don't know why, but now that I'm out of that size range, I don't get a lot of attention at all from men. In fact, like I said, I feel invisible a lot of the times. And I think that to a certain extent, I used to look for validation based on the comments that I got. Like it fed my ego, it fed my confidence. 
And so now, even though it's not like I'm getting negative comments about my appearance, no one has commented on my weight gain or said that anything about my body in a negative way. It's just that the lack of positive attention, I feel like, like fills in those gaps of, you know, I fill in those gaps with my mind of this is what it means. And I mean, is that really true? Is it really what it means? And if I really get to the root of what it is that I'm feeling, what am I truly saying? I'm saying that a big part of me still really believes that my worth is determined by my appearance. So <laughs> now that I've let out the unfiltered, I, unapologetic, it's not really unapologetic, honestly, this is really hard for me to share. Does any of this resonate with you? And have you gone through anything similar where, you know, maybe you've gained weight or lost weight and noticed a shift in how people treat you or, or the attention that they give you? Is that still something that you feel holds you back? And maybe you love the concept and the idea of body acceptance and intuitive eating and, you know, health at every size. Maybe you love the idea of it, but in reality, when you try to put it into practice, it's really hard to do because you keep falling back onto that desire to be seen as beautiful or attractive for whatever reason that is true for you. And so what can we do about this feeling? How can we give ourselves the freedom to not place our value and how we look so that we can go about living life as freely and as confidently as we'd like? Like, I am a mission-driven woman. I feel like I have passions and I have a difference to make in this world. And a lot of you I know feel the same. I know a lot of you who listen to this are amazing, wonderful, smart, talented women. And I know that you, you innately know or you logically know that you have more to offer than your looks, but sometimes you forget. And so first of all, we need to constantly remind ourselves of what it is that we truly value. Like, what do we really want in life? And for me personally, what I value is making people feel seen, heard, validated, knowing that they're not alone, and empowering them to know their worth right now. And I can't do this. I can't fulfill this mission if I'm constantly trying to filter what version of myself that they see. So I can't sit here and tell you your flaws are lovable if I'm not showing you my own. How are you supposed to believe what I'm saying if my actions are telling you otherwise? And so now once we know what's important to us, what we value and why, why it's important for us to, to change our mindset around appearance and what that means about our value, we can again bring the focus into the question or we can bring, excuse me, focus into the question. This is the question we want to ask ourselves. How do I want to make others feel? The reason that I am so obsessed with how I appear to others is simple. I am focusing solely on myself. I am self obsessing. So how can I take the focus off of me and put it onto the person that I'm interacting with or the people that I'm around? How can I bring my presence into a room without it being 
anything about like, oh, she's sexy or, oh, <laughs> I smacked my straw because I got excited. Um, but how can I bring a presence that reminds people long after I'm gone of how I made them feel? And so here's the byproduct of taking the focus off of you and into some, someone else. This is what happens. You become more attractive. How ironic, right? No, but seriously, like how many times have you just kind of glanced at somebody that you didn't at first maybe find conventionally attractive, but after you got to know them, and especially if you clicked with them, suddenly they're so attractive. I remember there was this like really nerdy guy in middle school that was in our friend group and never gave him a second look, but one day they had we had a talent show and he played guitar up on stage and seeing him in his element, suddenly I was like, oh my gosh, he's hot. And I didn't understand what was going on. And it was because like he was being fully himself and again, he was in his flow and his element. And that is the most attractive thing. It doesn't matter how you look on the inside. When you fully come alive and you embody the fullest version of yourself, you are magnetic. So I just, I guess wrapping up this whole conversation and getting to the bottom line here is that first of all, I want to remind you that it's okay to mourn for your smaller body if, if you were thinner in the past. I sometimes go back and I'm looking at older pictures of myself when I was in like the fittest, the most, the best shape of my life or whatever you say. When I was smaller than I am now, I look back on those sometimes and I return to feeling like, oh, I want to look like that again. How can I get there? And then I have to remind myself of all the disordered behaviors that it took for me to get to that place. And I have to actually question, was I really happy in those moments? I'm seeing that version of myself from years later where I forget all the bad and I'm only seeing like a body. And so I have to remember that if I have to fight my body, if I have to feel deprived with food and skip social interactions because I'm afraid of what I might eat or drink, that's not worth having a smaller body. That doesn't bring happiness. That's not going to bring the level of presence that I want to embody when I'm around other people. When I nourish myself, I feel a lot better and I feel more energetic. And, you know, those are the things that are, that's what I really, truly do want. So... I also want to say that it's okay to wish you were skinnier so that people would notice you more. I know that I'm, I have been really apologetic in this conversation because we're so also told that like, we can't be honest about things like this. We can't really admit how we're feeling because what would it say about us? But just remember that all of this is a result of the conditioning that we've been given. And when you recognize that, it kind of takes the pressure off. And because now that you're aware of, okay, this isn't really like who I am at my core, this isn't really what I believe or what I value, but I've been conditioned to believe this. Now that you're aware of it, you don't have to let that feeling run your life if it has been up to this point. So it, I think 
maybe you've been led to believe up to this point that if you choose body acceptance or you choose to love your, your body or body positivity or any of that, that it means that if you do still want to lose weight or you still feel like skinny is more valuable or you notice that you still have internalized fat phobia, I know for sure that I do. It doesn't make you a bad person and it doesn't make you wrong. Being aware of those things though and the actions that you take as a result is what matters. So as cliche as it is to say, we only have this one life. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend the rest of my life feeling like a prisoner of my mind because I'm so hyper-focused on myself that I forget what life is really about. And to me, life is about having fun, connecting with others, experiencing pleasure through food and sex, and, and music and all the other things that I find pleasure in. So next time that you're feeling stuck on hating how you look, I want you to remember this one thing. Just take the focus off yourself and ask yourself, how do I want to make others feel? And then dive in. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I would love if you'd come continue the conversation with me over on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. I would love to hear your thoughts on this juicy ass episode. And if you have any solutions or mindset shifts to bring to the conversation, I would love to hear them. And again, I'd love if you would screenshot this episode, share it to your stories and tag me so that I can give you a shout out. And finally, if you're looking for more support around healing your relationship to your body, building healthy habits, and being more confident, don't forget that my book Body Acceptance is available now for pre-order on Amazon. You can find the link for that in the show notes or by searching Body Acceptance on Amazon. Thank you so much for listening and I'll chat with you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Body Acceptance Podcast. Be sure you're subscribed wherever you listen so you don't miss when a new episode drops. If you love this podcast, I would so appreciate if you leave a review. The more positive reviews I have, the more this podcast can reach women like you who are in need of this message. Let's create a ripple effect and inspire more ladies to love themselves. And as always, feel free to share this episode with a friend or tag me on your Instagram stories at Lauren M. Kepler to let me know you're listening. Can't wait to chat with you again next week, but until then, remember that you're worthy and beautiful as you are right now.